أشهد أن لا إله إلا ഹമദുഹുസ്തുഹുസ്തുഹുസ്തുഹുസ്തുഹുസ്തുഹുസ്തുഹുസ്തുഹുസ്തുഹുസ്തുഹുസ്തുഹുസ്തുഹുസ്
are very very special verses. There's a lot of importance attached to these verses and they have very great virtues as well. These verses start until the end of the surah. In regard to these two verses, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned in the Mubarak hadith, أُعْتِيتُ خَوَاتِيمَ سُورَةِ الْبَقَرَةِ مِنْ كَنْزٍ تَحْتَ الْعَرْشِ وَلَمْ يُعْطَهُنَّ نَبِيٌ قَبْلِي I was given the last two or the concluding verses of Surah Baqarah from a treasure beneath the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And no Nabi who came before me was given the like of these verses. It is mentioned in one hadith, بينما جبريل عليه السلام قاعد عند النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم سمع نقيضا فوقه on one occasion has a Jibreel عليه السلام was seated with Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم when they heard a very very loud creaking sound emanate from the heavens Jibreel عليه السلام looks up into the heavens and then he tells Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم هذا باب من السماء فتح اليوم لم يفتح قط إلا اليوم the sound which you heard the sound of a door in the heavens being opened. And this door was never opened before today, never before in the history of the world. And then an angel descends from that door and comes to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Jibreel alayhi sallam tells Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, هذا ملك نزل إلى الأرض لم ينزل قط إلا اليوم. This angel that is descending from this door to the earth, through the history of the world, the thousands of years that have passed, this angel has never before come to earth. In other words, this angel was being sent on a once-off very special mission to give a very special message to Rasulullah The angel comes to Rasulullah greets him with salam. And then the angel tells Rasulullah Rejoice, accept glad tidings over two special types of nur which have been given to you. لَمْ يُؤْتَهُنَّ نَبِيٌّ قَبْلَكَ No Nabi who came in the world before you was given anything equivalent to these two nurs. What were these two sources of nur given to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? One was Surah Fatiha and the other, the last verses of Surah Baqarah, آمَنَ Rasul until the end. When it comes to the virtue of these verses, in one hadith Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned, مَنْ قَرَأَ بِالْآيَتَيْنِ مِنْ آخِرِ سُورَةِ الْبَقَرَةِ فِي لَيْلَةٍ كَفَتَاهُ If any person recites the last two verses of Surah Baqarah at night when going to sleep, then these two verses will be sufficient for him. They will be enough for him. They will suffice him. Now the question arises, these two verses will suffice him in what respect? They will be enough for what? So in this regard, the muhaddithin have given different explanations. Some muhaddithin have explained, these two verses are so powerful that if you read them before going to bed, then through the barakat of these verses, Allah Ta'ala will grant you special protection from every type of evil. Whether it is the evil of jinn and shaitan, whether it is the evil of people trying to rob you, the evil of hijacking, whatever type of evil it is. These two verses, if they are recited before going to bed, then a person will have protection from every type of evil. In another hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned regarding these two verses, Amana Rasulu until the end of the para, until the end of the surah. 
رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم سے لا یقرآنی فی دار ثلاث لیال فیقربہاں شیطان If these two verses are recited in any home for three nights in a row شیطان will not be able to come close to that home The second explanation the muhaddisin have given that if a person recites these verses before going to bed then these verses are enough for him Enough in what sense? The reward of these verses is so great that if a person does not wake up for tahajjud salah, these verses are enough for him. So much of reward he will get. We can well imagine if a person recites this and he also wakes up for tahajjud salah, then how much more reward he will get. And the last explanation the muhaddisin have given, these two verses are enough for you if you read it before sleeping. Enough for what? That if you don't read any other dua before sleeping, you don't read any other form of zikr. You don't read any other dua for hifazat. You just read this, it is enough for you. That is the power and the reward that is contained in these two verses. That is why Rasulullah mentioned regarding these two verses. We must make sure that you learn it. Rasulullah said, make sure that you learn it. You must memorize it. And ensure that you teach these two verses to your wife and to your children at home as well. So that before going to sleep, they must recite this before they go to sleep at night. It is mentioned that Hazrat Umar radiallahu an and Hazrat Ali radiallahu an, both of them, they said, مَا كُنْتُ أَرَى أَحَدًا يَعْقِلْ يَنَامُ حَتَّى يَقْرَأْ بِأَوَاخِرِ بِخَوَاتِيمِ سُورَةِ الْبَقَرَةِ He said, we cannot imagine that any person is intelligent and he'll go to sleep without reading this. Why? Because these verses are so short. It is only about four or five lines of the Qur'an Majid. For a person to memorize it is easy. For a person to recite it will take not even one minute. For one minute effort, how much of reward a person gets? That if he does not wake up for tahajjud, it's enough for him. If he does not read any other dua of hifazat, this is enough for him. If he does it three nights in a row, shaitan cannot come close at home. So little effort, so much of reward and benefit. That is why these two great Sahaba said, we cannot imagine that any person has intelligence and he will sleep without reciting these verses. But nevertheless, these were just some of the fazail, some of the virtues regarding these two verses of the Qur'an Majid. But the virtues aside, when we look at the tafsir of these two verses, there is a lot of lesson for us as well contained in the tafsir of these verses. One, there is not enough time to go to the tafsir of the entire verse. But Allah Ta'ala says, لا نفرق بين أحد من رسوله. Allah Taala draws attention, our attention, saying, Allah Taala praises the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, saying, the special quality of the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is لا نفرق بين أحد من رسوله. We do not differentiate between the Anbiya of Allah Taala by accepting some and rejecting some. Rather, we bring iman in all the Anbiya of Allah Taala. If we look at the Jews, they brought iman in Nabi Musa alaihi salam. But when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came, they rejected him. We look at the Christians, they brought iman in Nabi Isa alayhi salam. But when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam came, they rejected him. But our ummah, Allah Ta'ala gave us the special quality. We bring iman in all the anbiya of Allah Ta'ala. From Nabi Adam alayhi salam, Nabi Suleiman alayhi salam, Nabi Musa alayhi salam, Nabi Isa alayhi salam, Nabi Harun alayhi salam, Nabi Hud alayhi salam. All the anbiya. And our own Rasul, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we bring iman in all. We bring iman in all the anbiya, knowing that all are the Rasuls and anbiya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But we only follow the shariat of Hazrat Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because the shariat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam cancelled and abrogated all the shariats of the anbiya of the past. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned, لَوْ كَانَ نَبِيُّ اللَّهِ مُوسَى حَيًّا لَمَا وَسِعَهُ إِلَّا اتِّبَاعِ that if Nabi Musa had to be alive now with me, he also would have had to follow my way and my shariat. So we understand the only deen that is accepted by Allah is the deen of Islam. 
Allah Ta'ala declares unequivocally without any ambiguity in the Quran Majid, Inna Dina Indallah al Islam. The only deen accepted by Allah is Islam. Another verse Allah Ta'ala says, Wamay Yabatari Ghayral Islam Dina Falayukbalamin. If any person seeks to follow a deen besides the deen of Islam, it will never be accepted from him. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned as well in the Mubarak hadith, La yasma'u bi ahadum min hadihil ummah. If any person from my ummah has heard about me, meaning he knows there's a thing like Islam, he has knowledge that there's a deen like Islam. Yahudiyun wala nasraniyun. Even if he's a Jew, even if he's a Christian, no matter who he may be, if he has to pass away and he has not brought Iman in Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he's still a Christian, he's still a Jew, he's still a Hindu, he's still whatever he is, but he's not a Muslim. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Illa kana min nar. This person will languish for eternity in the fire of Jahannam. So this is our belief. The only road to Jannah is the road of Islam and following the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then Allah Ta'ala praises the Sahaba radiallahu anhum in these ayat as well. Allah Ta'ala says, وَقَالُوا سَمِعْنَا وَأَطَعْنَا Allah Ta'ala praises the Sahaba for what? The response of the Sahaba. What we call the spontaneous, instantaneous response. Whenever Allah Ta'ala told them do something or don't do something, or when Rasulullah sallallahu told them do something or refrain from something, their response was Samirna wa ata'na, that we have heard and we immediately accept and we immediately obey. We have all heard the Arabs at that time, liquor was a way of life for them. The entire day they would spend drinking liquor. They had a different liquor for every day of the week. We can imagine a person who is raised like that, who grows up like that, how deeply entrenched liquor is in his culture. And how addicted he will be to liquor. Yet when the command came from Allah Ta'ala that liquor is haram, immediately, not only did they stop drinking the liquor, it is mentioned in the ahadith that those sahaba who had it in their mouth at that time, they spat it out, they did not swallow it as well. Immediate response, Samirna wa ta'ana. Allah Ta'ala draws a comparison between the sahaba and the Banu Israel in the Qur'an Majid. Sahaba's response to everything was Samirna wa ta'ana. Oh Allah, if you want this from us, be ready. And what was the response of these Yahud and Banu Israel? Nabi Musa salam tells him, the Banu Israel, that Qomid Jabbarin is here. And Allah Ta'ala's command, we must go and fight, we must make jihad. The Nabi of the time is telling his people, Allah Ta'ala's command, we need to go and fight. What do the Banu Israel tell him? فَذْهَبْ أَنْتَ وَرَبُّكْ فَقَاتِلَ You and your Allah, you must go and fight. Inna hahuna qaidun, we're sitting here, we're not going anywhere. This was their defiance. Allah Ta'ala describes their words in the Qur'an Majid saying, Qalu sami'na wa asayna. Sahaba wa sami'na wa ata'na, they were sami'na wa asayna. We hear, we hear, but we disobey. We don't, we're not interested in listening. And Sahaba wa sami'na wa ata'na. If we look in the kitabs of tafsir, we'll find that before Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made hijrat to Madina Munawwara, it was the tribes of Aus and Khazraj, the two tribes of the Ansar, they came and they pledged at the hands of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam what was known as Bay'atul Aqaba Athaniya, the second pledge of Aqaba. Hazrat Abbas radiallahu anhu, the uncle of Rasulullah was there as well. And he warned the Ansar that you are telling my nephew to make hijrat and come to Medina Munawwara. Do you know what this entails? When he comes there, all his enemies are going to follow him there. Medina is going to become a target. 
You people are going to be persecuted because of calling him there and assisting him. Are you ready for this? The Ansar said, we are definitely ready. We will lay down our lives for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We will defend him to our last breath and last drop of blood. Just as we would normally do if it was our own fam, our own wives and children's lives on the line. They said, as long as Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is in Medina, we will fight for him and give our lives to him. But take note of the words. So long as Rasulullah is in Medina, we will fight for him. When the battle of Badr came, Rasulullah was not in Medina. He was out of Medina. It was the trade caravan of the Quraysh that was passing by, laden with wealth and full of gold. These were that same Quraysh who had stolen all the wealth of the Muhajireen. The Muhajireen were run from Makkah for their lives, leave their businesses behind, leave their homes behind, leave their stock and everything behind. Those Kufari Makkah stole everything, persecuted them, these Muhajireen to run for their lives. Now these Muhajireen, Sahaba, they learn trade caravan of the Quraysh will be passing by. We can go, we can intercept it and we can get something for ourselves. That is why when they set out, the niyat was not that of jihad. It was just to intercept that caravan. The caravan had a few people, Sahaba were 313. Just a few swords, only one or two horses. But after they came out, the Quraysh here, that the Muslims have come to intercept the caravan. They come out with an army of 1,000 strong armed to the teeth. Now it is crunch time. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam turns to the Sahaba who were with him. 313. Opposition, 1,000. Two swords, they they armed to the teeth, they've got armor, they've got everything. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam asked the Sahaba, that we didn't come here to fight. We didn't come here for a battle. But battle has now come onto our doorstep. Should we fight or should we retreat? Hazrat Abu Bakr radiallahu says we must fight. Hazrat Umar radiallahu says we must fight. But all these Sahaba who were voicing their sentiment were from the Muhajireen. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wishes to ascertain and gauge what is the sentiment in the hearts of the Ansar. Are they ready to fight or not? Because their promise and their pledge and the agreement was in Medina we will fight with you. They didn't promise that if you come out we'll fight. They could have easily turned around and said that we never agreed to come here and fight. We agreed to defend you in Medina. This is not within the scope and framework of our agreement. We're going home. Like what the Banu Israel told Nabi Musa you and your Allah go and fight, we staying here. But you find that was not the response of the Ansar. These were the true lovers of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Hazrat Miqdad bin Aswad radiallahu anh stands up. He says, O Nabi of Allah, you are asking time and time again, what is your response? What is your response? I know that you are waiting for the Ansar to speak. And then he speaks words from his heart, which show the love that Sahaba had for Rasulullah love which we cannot even fathom and imagine. We can only make dua that Allah Ta'ala grant us a fraction of that love in our hearts. He says, O Nabi of Allah, we will not tell you what Banu Israel told Musa They told Musa you and your Allah go and fight, we sitting here. O Nabi of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, we are with you to the end 100%. If you tell us this is the enemy, that is our enemy. We won't question you. If you say this is our ally, that is our ally. If you tell us jump into the ocean, we'll jump into the ocean. We will lay down our lives for you. We'll be with you until the end. Allah Ta'ala speaks in these last two verses of Surah Baqarah, praising the Sahaba. The response of the Sahaba at all times was Samitna wa ta'ana. That, oh Allah, we hear and we obey. Immediate submission, obedience and subjugation before the command of Allah Ta'ala and Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The Mufassirin explained, the Surah Baqarah is filled with different, different laws of Islam. The laws of Talaq, At-Talaq Marratan, mentioned in Surah Baqarah. The laws of Hajj and Umrah, mentioned in Surah Baqarah. So many different laws, Yas'alunaka anil khamri wal-maysir, mentioned in Surah Baqarah. The laws of 
gambling being haram, of khamar being haram. After mentioning so many laws in Surah Baqarah, laws of Islam, Allah Ta'ala concludes the Surah telling us, my Sahaba, my special Sahaba, their response to everything, every command was Sami'na wa ta'ana. Telling the Ummat that when the laws of Islam come in front of you, your response must be like my Sahaba, Sami'na wa ta'ana. When we hear that Azan and his customers walking in, we must say, Sami'na wa ta'ana, have the heart to go for that Salah and leave the customer. Allah will send that money. Allah is the provider, not the customer. When we are tempted to look at something haram, tempted to speak to some woman, Sami'na wa ta'ana, what Allah wants. We must try and be like the Sahaba radiallahu anhu. Let us just to conclude what we discussed today with the grace of Allah. The last two ayat and verses of Surah Baqarah, Aman al-Rasulu until the end. We must try and read these verses before sleeping every night. The reward of it is so great that Allah Ta'ala will protect a person from shaitan, protect a person from all types of harm. If a person reads this, the reward is so great, he does not need to read any other dua before sleeping. If he reads another dua, it is even better. But this is how great these verses were. Allah Ta'ala grant us all tawfiq to learn these verses, teach it to our wives and our children, as Rasulullah Sallam instructed us to do so. Inshallah, Mawlana will be having a program on Monday night after Isha. Request the brothers to come, please. Inshallah. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Alhamdulillah, <laughs> 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 <
وَأَتْبِعِ السَّيِّئَةَ الْحَسَنَةَ تَمْحُهَا وَخَالِقِ النَّاسَ بِخُلُقٍ حَسَنٍ أو كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم والله سبحانه وتعالى يقول وبقوله يهتدي المهتدون وإذا قرئ القرآن فاستمعوا له وأنصتوا لعلكم ترحمون بارك الله لنا في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا بما فيه من الآيات والذكر الحكيم أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروا إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله ارسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعه من يطيع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعصهما فانه لا يضل لا يضر إلا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على سيدنا محمد وأزواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر وأشهدهم في أمر الله عمر وأستقهم حياء عثمان وقضاهم عليه وفاطمة سيدة نساء أهل الجنة والحسن والحسين سيدا شباب أهل الجنة وحمزة أسد الله وأسد رسوله رضوان الله تعالى عليهم وعن كل صحابة أجمعين الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذوهم غرضا من بعدي من أحبهم فبحبي أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغضي أبغضهم وخير أمتي قرني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم اللهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون قال تعالى فاذكروني يذكركم مشكروني ولا تكفرون الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الظالمين والفجر وليال عشر والشفع والوتر والليل إذا يسر هل في ذلك قسم لذي حجر ألم تر كيف فعل ربك بعاد إرم ذات العماد التي لم يخلق مثلها في البلاد وثمود الذين جابوا الصخر بالواد وفرعون ذي الأوتاد الذين طغوا في البلاد فأثروا فيها الفساد فصب عليهم رب 
ربك سوط عذاب إن ربك لبالمرصاد فأما الإنسان إذا مبتلاه ربه فأكرمه ونعمه فيقول فيقول ربي أكرمن وأما إذا مبتلاه فقدر عليه رزقه فيقول فيقول ربي أهانا الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمدا الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين كلا بل لا تكرمون اليتيم ولا تحاضون على طعام المسكين وتأكلون التراث أكلا لما وتحبون المال حبا جما كلا إذا دكت الأرض دكا دكا وجاء ربك والملك صفا صفا وجيء يومئذ بجهنم يومئذ يتذكر الإنسان وأنى له الذكرى يقول يا ليتني قدمت لحياتي فيومئذ لا يعذب عذابه أحد ولا يوثق وثاقه أحد يا أيتها النفس المطمئنة ارجعي إلى ربك راضية مرضية فادخلي في عبادي وادخلي جنتي الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمدا الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله اللهم لك الحمد كله لك الشكر كله وليك الأمر كله اللهم لا أحسيتنا عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك لك الحمد يا ربنا كما ينبغي لجلال وجهك عظيم سلطانك اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا مولانا محمد يبارك وسلم اللهم أنت سلام منك سلام تبارك يا الجلال والإكرام اللهم إن على ذكرك وأرسلنا عبادك ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا إن إماما رب يرحمهما كما رب يعني صغيرا اللهم اشم رضانا مرضى المسلمين اللهم اكفنا بحلالك عن حرامك وأفنا بفضلك عمن سوى اللهم فقنا لما تحب وترضى وجل آخرنا خير من الأولى صلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين برحمة فيها الله